right, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the Unsportsmanlike Podcast, Episode 3, coming in hot. Reaching tens and tens of people across the globe. Hey, I checked the numbers, okay? We had ten listeners for our first episode. Hell yeah. Second episode hasn't been so hot. We're at about four and a half. Hey. Okay. Half. I'm just being a dick. Who's but a half? I have a couple midget friends, okay? Uh, little person. Little people. Yeah, little people. Uh, anyway, this is going to be um, our NFC preview. Did uh, the AFC preview last week. want to make sure we cover the other 16 teams, you know, be unbiased. Sure. You know? Um, again, you know, be a friend, tell a friend. We're doing this for fun, but eventually we want to start making some money off this stuff. This podcast is sponsored by absolutely nobody right now. Yet. 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 We'll get there. Um, so the way that I want to start here, I think we go ahead and start in the South. Um, All good just, things start in the South. Exactly, you know. <laughs> Jumping right in here, I think maybe we talk Atlanta. Sure. They're picking fourth overall. There's a lot of speculation that they're going to take a quarterback. Okay. I think that that's realistic uh, based on the guys who are here and the guys who will be there at four. I think with where they're picking at, I think that's probably their best move right now. Simply because the fact that they're, I don't think with Matt, because I think Matt Ryan still has a few good years left in him. So I don't think they're going to be picking that high again anywhere, anytime in the near future. So I think taking, I mean, I think it's a great spot for Trey Lance to go to the Falcons because he's a guy who isn't going to be able to start right away in the NFL. So, to me, that would be a perfect succession plan. Now, I know the Falcons have some needs on the defense that they could also address, but I think the fourth overall pick right now would be best used on a quarterback. I'd say so, and it's one of those things, like you said, Trey Lance has all the physical gifts that you look for in a quarterback. He's a scout stream, I think is what you said. Um but you said it. I mean, Matt Ryan still has at least one or two good years in him at the minimum. Yeah, because um, Matt Ryan can still play, and they still got Julio and Calvin Ridley. They still have pieces for a good offense. Exactly. I think on the defensive side, um, the defensive backfield could use some help. Uh, I mean, A.J. Terrell was good in his first year. Yeah, but he's not enough. They're going to need to throw some more resources at that, whether it be through free agency or the draft. Um, they could also use a little bit of edge help. Uh, I know Dante Fowler was okay for him, but after that, wasn't really much going on there. Tell me Vic Beasley didn't work out? <laughs> he did lead the league in sacks one year. No, one year. <laughs> but um, another thing about the Falcons is with new head coach Arthur Smith, they, they're going to need you know a bell cow back to handle the load if he wants to run the same kind of offense he ran over in Tennessee. There's no Derrick Henry in Atlanta. Right. And Let that be known. You're not getting that kind of production out of Todd Gurley. It's not going to happen. Not even remotely close. Um, which brings me to my point. Uh, did you see the Charlie Casserly mock draft by chance? I have not seen it yet, no. Where he had the Falcons trading back and they were take, picking eighth, I think with the Panthers, and they were eighth overall, and he had them taking Najee Harris. At eight. Overall. At eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm Yikes. just going to tell you right now, that is not going to happen, guys. Not going to happen. And if it does, Atlanta needs to fire everybody who they just hired since this is a whole new regime. Because you just can't win with that formula. But yeah, Falcons, take a quarterback. Go, like I said, Trey Lance is perfect fit here, I think. 
address some other needs later on. Or through free agency. There's going to be plenty of guys on the market. Right. Um, if you're talking, I mean, you mentioned Carolina in a you know projected trade by Casserly, but I mean, realistically, I don't think that they're going to stick with Teddy. That's where all the reports are pointing to as far as the quarterback. Yeah, and I hear they are one of the teams who is really hard. Sorry, hard on. <laughs> they are, Real hard. They're they're uh, really in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Uh, David Tepper, new owner. You know, he has a stock market background. This is what all the cliche people want to say is that he has a history of going for it all. He's a gambler. Yeah, but realistically, um, so that's a spot to definitely look out in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. If not, I mean. They've been connected to just about every quarterback who's been available this offseason, so I definitely think they're looking to upgrade that position. Um, I thought their strategy in the draft last year was interesting, drafting nothing but defense, and a lot of guys worked out, some not so much. But, yeah, I mean, what do you think about Carolina? I think that, realistically, if, and big if, Justin Fields falls to them at eight, they're not going to hesitate to pull the trigger. I also think that they might try to trade up if they don't get Deshaun. Um, I've seen a lot of reports that they would trade Christian McCaffrey to Houston for Deshaun Watson, which makes absolutely no fucking sense to me. We'll touch on that in just a second, but another part of, fun part of the uh, Charlie Casserly mock draft was he had Justin Fields falling all the way to 24 to the Steelers again. Absurd. Not going to fucking happen. Absurd. That's but, fucking uh, retarded. Back to what you were saying. Yeah, to me, it really does not make a lot of sense to trade for Deshaun Watson and immediately trade, you know, what would probably be his best weapon. You could argue that maybe DJ Moore. Um, they don't have a tight end. That was going to be my next thing. I think that, right. I mean, realistically. I love the fit Kyle Pitts. The uh, that would be phenomenal. I love that and fit. It, I don't know if he's going to be there at eight. I, realistically, I don't think he is. I was watching The Herd today, Colin Coward. I'm not a huge fan but he uh, he mentioned that... Well, does he wear his hat backwards? Right, no shit. He said that... Uh, Terrible coward impression. NFL scouts were saying that Kyle Pitts is easily the second best player in the draft, and he should be taken number two. Well, he's, he, he's an interesting case. He's a really rare talent for the tight end position. Absolutely. I think he will be right up there to the level of the Kelseys and Kittles and Darren Wallers of the world. And I think it happens quick. I think it's within the, like the first two years. Right. Now back to the Carolina Panthers. I would say that you know if Pitts is there at eight, sprint the card down. Okay. Right. They Get all. It. I mean, unless you have a quarterback, you're like I've seen a couple people, interestingly, mocking them. Mac Jones. Um, it's worth noting that Carolina's scouting. I mean, Carolina's coaching staff. Lars was one of the coaching staffs that went down to the Senior Bowl, and Mac Jones played for them. We didn't play in the Senior Bowl. He got hurt. But he, you know, practiced and drilled with them all week, and apparently the coaches really liked him. I mean, the thing about Mac Jones, I said it in the first one, in the first podcast that we did, I think Mac Jones is the most NFL-ready, not named Trevor Lawrence. The guy is smart. He has Beautiful accuracy. I mean, the touch that he puts on those deep balls is insane. Um, he's got it between the years, too. I think that realistically, I like Justin Fields. He's definitely, I would say, the most athletic quarterback. But I don't have him as my number two. I don't even have him as my number three. 
Uh, honestly, my quarterback rankings go Lawrence, Wilson, and then Mac. Um, I would say probably Justin right after that, and then Trey Lance. That's how I would have my five. Justin and Trey, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are big wild cards to me. But, Elaborate. Um, it's well, we've already mentioned it with Lance how he. You know, he's got all that talent, but he doesn't have a lot of starting experience. You don't sure. have a lot of tape on him. He basically has one year of starting, and it wasn't for a high-level program. He played that showcase game against, I think it was Central Arkansas, I don't quote yeah, exactly. that, last year. And he didn't, he wasn't passing the ball great. He was running good. Uh, so you really just got to really be strong on that evaluation, see if he has the tools you like. Um, I'm not. Some I've seen some people say maybe it's like a Jordan Love last year. I, I don't. That's a tough comparison for me. And as far as Justin Fields go, you know I keep hearing rumblings that he might be in for a draft night slide. That some teams don't like him as much as others. I've seen enough good tape from Justin Fields to where I would be fairly confident taking him top ten, top fifteen, somewhere in there. Sure. Um, but again, back to the Panthers. They're. They're also going to need some help on the offensive line. I'd like, say so. Whoever they bring in at quarterback, it, it's, it's been pieced together, and it hasn't really worked out that well. Yeah, I appreciate them giving me Trey Turner for Russell Okun. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, no. But I do, like, I do like what Matt Rule did in this first year. I know they signed him to the really long contract, so I think that's a long-term rebuild, which is why maybe I don't know if they should necessarily go all in after Deshaun. You know, just... Keep keep par for the course, and I think they're picking in the top ten. I mean, you're gonna get a quality impact player at eight. Right. There's no reason to move on, and I mean, this we're talking about Deshaun Watson. That's great, Um, but it's one of those things where you're gonna mortgage a lot of your future to bring one guy in, Um, and realistically, where they're at right now, I don't see that being a good fit. No, not at all. If we go down to New Orleans. Um, this is obviously assuming that Drew Brees is done. Nolens. <laughs> we got oh, to get him a quarterback. So, I mean, realistically, they could bring back Jameis. I don't That's know. That's what they should do. That's, I, that would be the most realistic. They're not going to be in a position to draft one in the first round. I would be stunned if any of those big five quarterbacks that are projected to go in the first round are still available there. That's fair. And, I mean, it's not even like you can draft one of the project guys and have a standalone unless they grab somebody like Jameis or they grab somebody like Jacoby Brissett that's on the free agent market. Because, uh, I mean, you, you can get one of those bridge quarterbacks. Maybe something happens and, you know, Carolina drafts a quarterback. or maybe they, they Maybe they want to reunite with Teddy. Uh, maybe they reunite they with Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't lose a game in New Orleans. It's one of those things, man. Uh, first things first, though, fix your fucking cap. 100%. What are you, like, six, still like 60-something million over? It's insane. Fix it. No, but uh, realistically, um, that's kind of the price. I struggling to remember the year of which draft it was, but when New Orleans had that insane draft a few years ago, they had, I think it was Lattimore, Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, just a, a God, I don't even know the word for it. It was like a plethora. Just a haul. And they got... All quality starters, and now, I mean, the Bills kind of coming due on them all, and it's, let's be honest, they were all in for last year, and it didn't work out, um, but to be honest, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Brees comes back at this point. Because the longer he goes without actually announcing the retirement, the more I'm thinking, like, maybe he's contemplating coming back. Right. I don't think he should. I don't think he's got anything left. Clearly, his arm strength is just... It's not there. It's gone. Uh-huh. I mean, they had to bring in Jameis Winston for the trick play to even throw the ball downfield. So, it's... This is a very pro-Jameis pod. I just want to say that. We yeah. love, love Jameis. Yeah. He is famous Jameis. Uh, but stop with the Taysom Hill thing. Like, see, stop, Sean Payton, stop trying to make Taysom Hill happen. Yeah, the Swiss Army Knife players are... It's annoying. It's, it's very annoying. You know, and I thought the thing... Funny thing with Taysom Hill is I thought he was like... Maybe this is just my own ignorance... I thought he was, like, a young guy. He's, like, 31, 32. Right. I did not know that. <laughs> How yeah. old was he when he was drafted? I have no it's idea. Just like a Brandon Whedon situation? <laughs> right. 28-year-old rookie. I mean, if the Saints can get their cap situation figured out, I actually like, without gutting it too much, I actually like the roster a lot. Oh, 100%. They just need a quarterback who can throw the ball. And they've got a lot of pieces on that offense to make it work. Right. I mean, Michael Thomas is still there, Alvin Kamara. We could just say Alvin Kamara. I mean, any team with Alvin Kamara is going to be insane. Insane. But, um, just figure out the quarterback situation, and I think they'll be in the mix for the AFC South next year. Or, sorry, N- NFC South next year. I don't see why not. I mean... Who's going to challenge him? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, Tampa, maybe. Well, duh. Because, duh, Tom Brady. But, um, I mean, speaking of the Bucks. What do you got for Tampa Bay? Um, just try to keep everyone there. Try to keep everything together and see if you can't lightning can't strike twice. That's what I'm thinking too. Um, realistically, I don't think Levante David walks. I mean, he got drafted by the Bucks. He's he played his entire career with the Bucks. I hope that Gronk will be back. He's not going anywhere though, other than playing with Tom Brady. Even though, I mean, I don't really know how much of an impact he made, but he's not going anywhere. I, I don't think Antonio Brown will have. I don't think he's going to go anywhere besides Tampa. Chris Godwin's kind of the... He's going to be the wild card. Yes. Um, it's one of those things where does he agree to a long-term extension? Does he take the franchise tag? I mean, because realistically, of the guys that are free agents for Tampa, I mean, you have Dominican Sue, Shaq Barrett, you have A.B., Gronk, I think I said Levante David already, but you have a lot of guys that are going to... Be right. impending free agents. It's one of those things where you want to try to keep as many of them as you can, but obviously there's only so much space. Um, I realistically think that if there's no long-term extension, that Godwin is the guy who gets the tag. Because right. you're, you're, I mean, you're not going to tag Gronk or Dominican Sue, maybe no. Shaq Barrett. I mean, Sue might retire at this point. But right. No, I think, I think Godwin. I could see him going elsewhere, but I also think he really likes living in Florida and who which who wouldn't and he likes playing for Tom Brady and there's something to that you know do you want to win more rings sure ask yourself that I think Levante David signs I think that Shaq Barrett walks you think Shaq Barrett walks I think that Shaq Barrett's going to want more money than they're willing to pay him and they're going to have to get a new edge defender that's fair they could find one in the draft there's tons of them um yeah, realistically, when they're drafting... I mean, they knocked last year out of the park, so... Obviously, 32nd overall. Um, they could really use a pass-catching back. Yeah, because... Which is why I, I really like the fit of Travis Etienne going there. Now, I, I am usually very anti-running back in the first round. Um, 
this might not be this might be an exception here because I, I really like that fit. Um, other than that, maybe just start drafting some guys to replace some of the older guys. Um, you could use. It's going to be more of a depth draft for them, I would think. Right. I don't think it's going to be much of like, hey, draft a guy who can step in and be the guy right away, unless they do like you know an ETN type situation. Yeah, and I think that would really help them out a lot. Cause well, yeah, because I, I mean Tom Brady throws checkdowns. I mean, look what he did with James White, Rex Burkhead. I mean, how Danny Woodhead. Yeah, I mean, LaShawn well, McCoy is probably gone. Who knows what happens with Leonard Fournette, Lombardi Lonnie. Sorry. But, you know, just try to keep everything together and see if you Try can, to repeat. See if you can yeah, make it happen. See, if, see you know? if you can make it happen again because who knows how. I mean, I. I don't know why I say this. Who knows how long Tom Brady has. Apparently he just has forever. Yeah, apparently he'll just never go away. But, I mean, another thing to look at would be, because they're going to need to create a little bit of cap room, they could also go the route of either trying to rework Donovan Smith's contract or just cutting him outright and drafting somebody in the first round to replace him. Um, they got really good play from Tristan Wirfs, their rookie at right tackle last year. He may have been the best rookie tackle. Always oh, insane. Other than that, I mean, that's just kind of nitpicking at that point. What was the stat? I think it was like 800 pass snaps and only one sack allowed. Probably something like something insane like that. Ridiculous. Um, so today is Tuesday, March 2nd. Correct. So the biggest news of this week was J.J. Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals since we're moving into the NFC West here. J.J. Watt? My question is, yeah, man, you got a fat contract, but why do you want to go to Arizona? I thought you wanted to win. I thought you wanted a ring. And listen, I'm all in on Kyler Murray. I called him, as soon as the DeAndre Hopkins trade happened, I said that he was going to be MVP last year. I'm not. I think, I think Kyler has done some nice things in the league so far, but I'm not sold on him yet. Like, I have not seen enough from him, and maybe that's Cliff Kingsbury's coaching. I think he has, he's talented, but I did, just show me more. I need to see more. I need to see you win more. That's fair. I mean, you can't put together eight wins and call it a winning season. It, I mean, it's not. I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a second. Fuck the Arizona Cardinals because the Hale Murray cost me a fantasy win, literally. Okay, I'm going to explain this here for a second. Before that play, I was playing somebody who had Kyler Murray as their starting quarterback and DeAndre Hopkins as one of their starting wide receivers. Before that play, I had a 94% win probability. After it, it went to one. Like, fuck you guys. I do love the state of Arizona, though. My favorite state. But back to their needs. <laughs> back to their needs, though. Uh, man, if we're talking, I mean, Arizona, they could use a lot of help. It seems like all their guys on defense are old, though. I mean, I mean, yeah. Watt, I mean, you have Isaiah Simmons. He's young, but you got Watt. You got Chandler Jones coming back off an injury. Uh, Patrick Peterson ain't what he used to be. He can still play, but he's not what he used to be. He's also a free agent. Um yeah. I mean, their interior defensive line. I mean, obviously you got J.J. Watt. That's great. But, I mean, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. There? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they're going to rush Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt on the edges, and they're going to need help up the middle. That's fair. And, I mean, they're drafting right in the middle of the first round. So, I think first round, I think they'll go offensive line probably. Yeah. To protect Kyler. Um, I think deeper into the maybe day two, day three, even they'll grab a receiver. Yeah, because you have to have somebody to pair across DeAndre Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald, God love him. He just doesn't have it anymore. He's, I mean, I'd be fine if they re-signed him. 
you know, throw them on the field every couple plays, do whatever. Um, but realistically, they need... Christian Kirk's not a true outside option. Andy Isabella hasn't really Andy lived Isabella, up to yeah. anything. Exactly. Um, I go, they could use a running... Well, they don't really need a running back, do they? I mean, Kenyon Drake was good for them. Yeah, he was. It's one of those things. I think it's kind of like a make-or-break season, honestly. I think that the Cliff Kingsbury experiment is think, growing sour. I think his seat is sneakily hot right now. Yeah, I think it's at least warming up. Yes, because, I mean, this was your master plan. You got the guy who you tried to recruit in, in, out of high school, and this is your guy. As much as I love Kyler, he did plateau really hard this year. Yeah, and, I mean, there was talk early in the season of him being a potential MVP candidate, and first couple games, it was warranted. But it really fell off after a while. And like I said, I just, I personally need to see more from Kyler before I'm push all my chips in on him. I'm biased, so I'm always going to love him. But really, <laughs> putting, you know, all favoritism aside, I mean, the guy did not play as good as he could have. No. Um, I think, I mean, realistically, they could use a lot as far as like pass catching options. Because, I mean, you can't have guys triple covering DeAndre Hopkins. He'll obviously make the catch, Hill Murray. But uh, <laughs> you can't just throw it up and hope that he's going to catch the damn ball. Because, I mean, you got to have you got to give that guy some help. I mean, you're not obviously going to get a George Kill. You're not going to get a Travis Kelsey. But to get a guy that can go vertical into seams is going to be important. I think that that's something that they look into as well. Yeah, and after Kyle, after, uh, Kyle Pitts, I think there's a real fall-off for tight ends in this draft. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the next couple highest guys would be like Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State, maybe Brevin Jordan from Miami, who I like, but I'm biased because I like Miami. Um, you! It's all about the you. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, how about the Rams? Yeah. Let, let's just knock it out. Get it out of the Fine. way. <laughs> you know. Well, the Rams are definitely in a win-now mode. 100%. Because apparently they just don't ever want to draft in the first round ever again, which is nice. You know? Sucks for the fans because the draft is such a fun time, but... Um, I'd like to put it on record that I think Matthew Stafford is going to ball the fuck out. I think he will do great. I could, I could easily see them, at the very minimum, in the NFC title game next year. Okay. I, I could. I mean... Their defense is still elite. They're not really losing anybody. Um, as far as the defensive side, I mean, they, John Johnson is a free agent. Their right. safety. Um, I do think they need a little help at the second level, too. Right. They have Ramsey, but, I mean, it's crapshoot after that. So, that's... I mean, it's hard to say where they could go in the draft because they're not going to be picked until the second round. Right. <laughs> but, um, I'd like to see him add a f- couple more weapons on offense. I like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods a lot, but... I just say, you need Cooper that. Cup has to stay healthy. Yeah, and you need, like you said, look at teams who succeed like Kansas City. Just get as many weapons as you can help your offense out. Because I think this defense is good enough to win right now. Cam Akers is going to fall out next year, too. Right. And I, the Matthew Stafford trade definitely improved their quarterback situation, which is arguably what helped them back. Now we don't have to go into next season wondering if they're going to start Jared Goff or John Wolford. <laughs> yeah, which is pleasant. Um, and trust me, I don't want to see the Rams in the NFC title game next year, but I could easily see it. Yeah, I don't um, want to see the Rams win anything anymore. No, fuck them. 
but we're still going to talk about them for a little bit longer. Just, just a little bit, though. They got some. I mean, they got some needs. They have some aging offensive linemen. Andrew Whitworth is what, like, 194 years old at this point. I think he just turned 195, actually. Good for him. Happy birthday. Um, so you, you could really do some good trying to replace those pieces. There's a lot of depth in this class. I mean, you can get somebody on day two because, you know, you don't pick on day one. Admittedly, I'm not 100% sure on their cap situation, but I know there's some free agent options out there for them if they want to do that. That's fair. And you still got Aaron Donald, who's easily the best defensive player in the league, and it's not even close. I love Aaron Donald. He's so much fun to watch. Um, fun fact, I asked Aaron Donald what size hat he wears, because I know that that boy's got a big old fat head. He's got a big head, yeah. I asked him if it was eight and a half. He wouldn't tell me. Huge. <laughs> it's huge. What's going on with the Seahawks, man? You think uh, Russ realistically gets out of there? Boy, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. Um, Cause I, I don't like to really speculate on a lot of the offseason stuff because, like we've said before, a lot of this stuff is just bullshit and stuff to keep the sport relevant during offseason. But his team is, like, adamant. His media team is, like, adamant about getting that guy out of there. Yeah, it seems like the situation is untenable at this point. And I was curious to see the list of teams he said he would accept a trade to. It was the Saints, the Cowboys, the Bears, Raiders, and Dolphins. And the Bears. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen him tied to the Dolphins a couple times. Why would they tie him to Dolphins? That's cool to the Dolphins. <laughs> no, but uh, realistically, man, if I've seen a lot of Bears Twitter going nuts about possibly getting Russell Wilson or maybe even Deshaun Watson. Why would um, you want it, right, you know, um, it's one of those things, man. Like uh, I, I was, get that. it was another thing that they talked about on. I don't, I don't know if it was on Coward or if I saw it. I forget who it was, but I think it, or no, it was on NFL Live, and uh, they were saying that, I mean, if you're the Houston Texans and you're Nick Casario, you're shutting all these teams out. You know, you're not talking to anybody about Deshaun, but it's one of those things where, I mean, you could take advantage of a lot of needy teams. I know that, that sounds shitty, but it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, we got a guy, you need a guy, we're going to take everything you have and give you this guy. All right, so. I think the Bears have a lot to offer. I mean, they're picking 20th. I mean, how attractive is the 20th pick? But they're probably going to lose Allen Robinson, though. That's a big reason why they were picking that low. And, I mean, maybe if they got Russell Wilson, that would convince him to come back. But... I mean, let's just kind of go through his list here for a second. Dallas, could you see a like a tag and trade with Dak being involved going the other way? Oh, Dak and Seattle. I don't like anybody in Seattle. I don't know. Oh, God. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. Let's just keep going with the teams. Um, how about the Saints? I mean, does he just want to be with Sean Payton, maybe? Maybe. Uh, there's a lot of like like we said earlier. There's a lot of really good pieces on that offense. I but mean, with the cap space you got, you'd have to you'd have to maneuver a lot of stuff. You have to make magic to make that happen. For sure, I, I think that's one of the more unrealistic options. For sure. What about the Raiders, that one. It's a little intriguing, especially with the whole you know we're not moving Derek Carr reports. You know, shutting the, shutting people off when mean, it comes to if it would mean getting Russell Wilson, I'm quite sure they'd have no issue moving Derek Carr. That's fair. Even though I 
I think Derek Carr's a little underrated, and I think he's what gets that team to eight and eight every year. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, keeping the five hundred train rolling. I don't know why, if you're Seattle, why you don't. I mean, are you really about to pick Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, over the best player your franchise has ever seen walk through its door? You're gonna pick some head coach who doesn't really have a grasp on how the NFL has evolved anymore. I mean, the whole let Russ cook thing was going great. He was the MVP favorite, and then he has one so-so game, and you immediately go back to, oh, we got to run the rock. we nope. got to pound the rock. We Give it to Chris Carson. Hurry yeah. up. No. Why? Why are you keep, why if, if this is the decision, why are you choosing Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson? I don't get that at all. But they have other needs on their teams, or other needs on the team. So let's talk about those. I think that... Their cornerbacks were a big disappointment. Quentin Dunbar couldn't stay healthy, and Shaquille Griffin was... I could have told you Quentin Dunbar isn't going to stay healthy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, um, and Shaquille Griffin had a career year in 2019 and just kind of fell on his face this year. I mean, right. But, I mean, I still think he's worth bringing back. 100%. Yeah, I mean... Um, they had no pass rush at all. Well, yeah. Not until they got Carlos Dunlop, and even then it was... Wasn't great. So so, right? And then their biggest thing, which is seemingly why Russ is getting so upset in the first place, offensive line. It sucks. It's the not offensive good. Offensive line sucks. They've been terrible at drafting O line. I think they've used. I don't. I read some statistic that since I, I, this is shows how unprepared I am. <laughs> um, like since some certain year, they've spent more draft picks on offensive line than anybody, and they've all been terrible. But you gotta look take a look at your who's evaluating these guys because it just doesn't make sense and you're wasting the prime years that Russell Wilson has left I mean Russell Wilson's a guy who has been in the league nine years now he got you a Super Bowl he should have you maybe two or three by now he's that good and you're and you're about to pick Pete Carroll over him and the thing is I think Russ might actually get traded I really do I think I think it's honestly more realistic than the Sean trade I think it was like, releasing the list of teams is just a very passive-aggressive, hey, trade me request. Exactly. It's not like a, hey, fuck this place, I'm getting out of here. It's... You could come to Washington. You went to high school in Richmond. It's not that far. It's not that <laughs> It's not that far, I'm telling you. you hey, you know, with Alex Smith, they're saying Alex Smith is gone. They're going to go ahead and part ways with him. Yeah. I mean, you got to beat out Taylor Heineke, but... Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know about all that, but we'll see... Let's travel down the coast a little bit to sunny San Francisco. San Fran. So this is assuming that their team can stay healthy. Right. <laughs> That's been the biggest question for them because I think... It's a little rough. If I mean, Kyle Shanahan is such a good coach that... I mean, he got Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. And... I really like this team's chances to maybe win the NFC West if they can get competent quarterback play next year because I'm that confident in their defense. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Nick Bosa will be back. You know, well, I don't know if Jason Barrett's coming back, but you know how. He had a hell of a year. You know how that goes. He had a hell of a, what, six games? Yeah. (laughs) He always gets hurt. Um, But, you know, this is a team who is an interesting spot for Deshaun Watson. Not sure he's a 
typical Kyle Shanahan type of quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong adding Deshaun Watson. Uh, I already said that I would love that move. Do I see it happening? Probably not. No, I I, mean, I think they're going to try to move up in the draft. I think they're a team to watch. Um, I think a guy like Justin Fields is a great fit for Kyle Shanahan. I'd say so. The way that he likes to run the ball, it's one of those things that you can run a lot of RPO, run a lot of, like, different looks to make Justin Fields look right. and good. You, I mean, you have the weapons on offense. You got Debo, you got Brandon Ayuk, you got George Kittle. Uh, you got, got, like, 14 running backs. Yeah, all who are pretty good. Um, you know, try to bring Trent Williams back so you can shore up that offensive line. And, you know, you have to just fix the quarterback play because – I just haven't seen enough out of Jimmy G for me to be confident in justifying that contract. And, and he's a fat cap hit. Yeah, and I think they can get out of it with. I think they can if they cut him. I don't think there's any cap penalty. I'm yeah, not I don't think there's any penalty sure there. But um, I think that's probably the move. Again, I love the fit Justin Fields to San Francisco. Make it happen. Um, uh, they could use some secondary help. Their guys are getting a little bit older again. Sherman and Verrett are both free, free agents. agents. And they're both getting up there in age. Exactly. Um, so maybe that's a spot they could attack in the draft or free agency. There's going to be a lot of good guys available in free agency. Right. Uh, and in the draft, I mean, realistically. Yeah, and, you know, I like I said, I really do get competent quarterback play, and I'm confident that this team can win the NFC West. I really am. That may be a bold prediction. That may not be a bold prediction, considering where they finished last year. Just, I don't want to watch Nick Mullins. I don't want you to waste a year of Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan's coaching. C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, all these guys. They're not good. Just find a good quarterback. <laughs> oh, man. Moving uh, north. Where do you want to start there? The Great White North? Um. How about we start with Motor City Dan? Damn right. <laughs> Eat some kneecaps off the fucking alpha man. I am hungry. I haven't had dinner. Everybody in that division should be terrified right now. Oh, without a doubt. Because Dan Campbell, I'm going to tell you something right now. Dan Campbell does not think he's coaching a football team. He thinks he's coaching actual Lions. That's a thing. All right? He's got the chair. He's got the whip. Yeah. It's getting real. Yeah, y'all are fucked. Okay? He's been drinking muddy water up there in Detroit. I don't know how close it is in proximity to Flint. I wasn't a geography major. Never been to Michigan. I'd love to go. It looks beautiful. Um, but realistically, let's get to Detroit. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Y'all need everything. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> At least uh, you got uh, Jared Goff in that gazillion dollar contract. Well, they got the cap space for it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Let's just, I mean, we can just go start listing off needs here. Um, Starting on the offense. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are both free agents. I think Kenny Galladay gets, Galladay gets the tag. I'm well, sure of it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they do it and try to trade him because, again, if this is a full-scale rebuild, you know, try to get as much draft capital as you can. You're probably going to be bad next year. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, it's nothing new in again, Detroit. This is a similar thing to the Matt, what I was talking about with Matt Rule earlier. who Dan Campbell got a six-year contract. That's a long contract for a head coach. So this, they are in this for the long term. We'll see how it goes with Jared Goff. Uh, I don't think it's going to go great, but we'll see. Maybe with maybe Anth- great offensive mind, Anthony Lynn. Will let's not. Around. Yeah, let's not go there. Um, but, yes, you guys, I mean, they drafted DeAndre Swift, and he had an okay rookie year. 
So maybe staying away from the running backs. Yeah, you got DeAndre Swift, carry on. He's just got too much, too many touchdowns. Um, what's really troubling? I mean, they gotta fix that defense. It's all it. It's awful. Um, which is why my favorite fit for them in the draft is Micah Parsons at seventh overall. Just get that, just get that defensive field general because Micah Parsons is one of the better linebackers we've seen come out of college in the past few years. That's fair. I mean, the kid is elite. I mean, from the instinct point of view, I mean, he's flying to the ball. He's just a smart. He seems like a smart kid, you yeah. know. And uh, he has a good football mind. And I think that he could really turn that defense around. In good time. But in good got, time. They're going to need a lot. They're going to need a lot of pieces. And I think that they can address that. Like you said, they got a ton of cap room. I think that they can address some stuff in free agency. A lot of people are going to go up there to Detroit and play for Dan Campbell because he's like... They got a hunger for kneecaps. <laughs> they're hungry up there, they man. They got a hunger for kneecaps. So let's make it happen, Motor City Dan. This, I'm, listen, honestly, I'm going to just... Tell Detroit fans the same thing I told Houston fans, although... Buckle up. Y'all at least got a first-round pick to look forward to. Yeah. Um, just embrace, because, listen, I know it's tough to preach patience in Detroit because you guys have been bad for so long. Um, you just got to keep going and hope this is the regime that turns it around. You, have, you haven't won a playoff game since, I think, what, 91? Yeah, like Vietnam. Mm-hmm. No, it's not quite that. <laughs> um... You've wasted the careers of Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. I can almost Matthew Stafford. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm sorry, Detroit. Just, just you know, buckle up. Motors. It's gonna be a fun ride with Motor City Dan. Just, you know, give it a couple of years and you'll be there. Maybe. Good luck with Anthony Lynn. You guys can keep him forever if you want. Hey, he's Great guy. Good, good game manager. Terrible game manager. <laughs> All right, the pack. What are we thinking? Um, what are we thinking? Aaron Rodgers just got engaged. No, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> right, no shit. <laughs> Shailene Woodley is pretty attractive, so I'll yeah. give him props for that. Kim yeah, virtual high five. Yeah, um, but anyway, um, well, the Packers were a prime leading spot for J.J. Watt, but decided rather go play out in the desert where it's warm instead of maybe wintering. Um, yeah, you know. Is this the year maybe the Packers finally draft a wide receiver in the first round to get somebody beside Devontae Adams? No, they'll draft a third-string quarterback. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, got to get that QB room ready. Listen, I didn't hate the Jordan Love pick last year. I really didn't. A lot of people trashed on it. It surprised me, but if you see something in the guy, I mean, he wasn't going to be ready to start for a couple years. Anyway, I think it was a good spot for him. I like Jay Love. I like A.J. Dillon. I think that they were bad picks. Oh, that's fair. When you have, I mean, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Right, but Aaron Rodgers is also, what, 36? I mean, he's aging, for sure. But Tom Brady's going to play until he's 912, so... Tom Brady is an, is the exception, not the rule. That's fair. Um, but again, I liked the Jordan Love pick. I really did. But they got to do something. I mean, they got to help Aaron Rodgers out a little more. I mean, he just... You basically got an MVP season out of him because you pissed him off. Exactly. <laughs> um, I really like because they're picking pretty late in the first round. I think they're picking 29. Some guys who could be there, like a Rondale Moore, like a Rashad Bateman, I like those fits because they don't have to be the number one guy because obviously Devontae Adams is. 
but they could, I mean, and listen, they have other receiving options too. They have Robert Tanyan, they have uh, Al Lazard, Al Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Half the balls that he doesn't drop. Right. Um, but those yeah. aren't true outside options. You know, Aaron it's one of those Jones, guys. Aaron Jones is a free agent. It'll be really interesting to see what happens there. I think that um, he's gone. Do they want to spend money on... Because well, Jamal Williams is a free agent, too. Right. Do they want to franchise tag him? Do they want to give him the extension? And paying running backs is risky, and you just drafted A.J. Dillon in the first round last year. And if you wanted to, you could draft another guy in the second round this year and probably be okay. Somebody's going to overpay for Aaron Jones and free agency. 100%. Um, I wouldn't let it be you, Packers. Worry about other needs. You do have, oh, I mean, you could use some help on the defensive side of the ball, too. Linebackers. Yes. Holy crap, linebackers. You know, there could be some guys available at the end of the first round again if they don't want to go receiver and piss Aaron Rodgers off even more. Zayvon Collins, maybe. Maybe a Zayvon Collins, maybe a Nick Bolton. Well, I think Bolton I think Bolton will definitely be there. I think that Bolton would be a great fit there. Um, I know that you've said that you want him there in Washington, but, I mean, we'll see. A little teaser to my mock draft that we'll do at some point later on. Honestly, I think they could use another cornerback, too. Um, Jair Alexander's phenomenal. Jair. I like that name. Get that, get, get that guy some help. Yes. Fucking Christ. But other than that, I mean, I, I they'll, they'll be a contender next year. They are a Super Bowl contender. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anytime you have Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP caliber level, you're going to compete. He probably won't play quite to that level again next year, but I mean, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still good. So, you know, you're in for another fun season. I'll say that for Green Bay. Which, I mean, It'll be a good season for the Chiefs. Don't worry about that. There's really not a whole lot else to look forward to on Green Bay. Sorry. Yeah. It's cold. There's not a lot to do. But we have cheese. <laughs> I do like cheese curds. I fuck with cheese curds. I'm a slut for cheese curds. I wouldn't go that far, but hey. <laughs> uh, man, since we're up north, let's talk about Minnesota. Minnesota? Minnesota. Jesus. Um, Offensive line. Yeah, because, I mean, Kirk's not going anywhere. Right, you're paying that guy a gazillion dollars, too. So yeah. it's one of those things. I think I like Kirk better than probably most people do. I think he's, at the very least, a serviceable starting quarterback, in your pet, but you're paying a lot of money for just serviceable. Um, I mean, he did win playoff game against the Saints, so I'll give them credit where credit's due, but you got needs, and you got to fix that offensive line. You know, Kirk's got the weapons, now he just needs the time to throw. Exactly, you got to keep that guy standing. I mean, you got Dalvin Cook, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, and Kyle Rudolph. Is they just released Kyle Rudolph today, actually. Did they really? Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to re-sign him. Nope, he, uh, that actually just got announced not too long ago. I got a notification for it. I don't look at my phone enough. Sorry, guys. I failed you. But anyway. It was on Instagram. You're not on there. Oh, I'm not on the Insta. Sorry. You can follow me on Twitter, though. I have to go to I'm on the Snap face. (laughs) Follow my MySpace page. I think they could use Edge help, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that could be potentially where they go in the first round. I think so, too. Uh, Whether it be a Quiddy Pay, a Greg Russo. um, I think Greg Russo would be a good. I think it would be a really good fit there. I think it would too. Mike's he'd be learning under Mike Zimmer and Gregory Rousseau's a little bit of a raw prospect, so he would need a good defensive minded coach to help him develop and I think that would be a good situation for him. Because um, the guy's a freak athlete. They're probably gonna lose Anthony Harris in free agency. They drafted a ton of quarterbacks last year, because apparently for some reason at the draft last year it felt like the Vikings were on the clock every third pick. I think they had like fifteen picks or something like that. 
and Jeff Gladney, they had Cameron Dantzler, who claimed he ran a 4-2-2 at his pro day that nobody witnessed, but I'll take his word for it. But other than that, yeah, Minnesota, just get some edge help. Um, I know you've made the Yannick and Gakway trade, and that did not work out, safe to say. But yeah, he had a cup of coffee there, so that was nice. Now he's in Baltimore. But, um, yeah, just offensive line and edge rush. You know, get Daniel Hunter back healthy. And this could be a good team. I could see him being a wild card team next year. That's fair. I mean, they have the pieces on offense. Um, I mean, they have the runner-up for the offensive rookie of the year. And Justin Jefferson. Runner-up Justin Jefferson. Shot. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Shout-out Big Herbie. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the Vikings, you know, get those two positions right, throw some resources at it, free agency and the draft, and I think you'll be fine. Oh, yeah, they're going to be just fine. I mean, Minnesota, I mean, as long as they're playing the way that they did last year, you take a lot of pressure off of Kirk whenever you have Dalvin Cook back there. Three words. You like that. You like that? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, God. Now we're going down to Chicago. Chicago. Deep dish pizza sucks. I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's lasagna. Oh, are we talking about... Oh. Call it what the fuck it is. Oh, this is a football podcast. My bad. And since we missed it, since we were going to like kind of just jump into the pizza discussion here, Detroit, go fuck yourself. What even is Detroit-style pizza? So it's crust that stays like fluffy because they put the sauce on top. What do you mean they put They put fucking bread, pizza, it's like bread, cheese, toppings, sauce drizzled on top. End your life. And I know that you started Little Caesars. Get that shit out of my face. What the fuck? Okay, I need to. I, I guess I need to try it. I don't know if no, I. No, you don't. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's it's cooked in a pan. It's got the crispy edges. It's cool, great, whatever. It's terrible. Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to football. Shows oh, how interesting God. your team is. Yeah, no shit. Uh, if Allen Robinson walks, you need a receiver. Your fee five foe fiddly fucked. If you can fix the biggest problem, which is. Duh, quarterback. <laughs> um, you might Mitch MVP now. Yes, I mean, who else has an MVP? Nobody. Zero Not people. zero people. Do Deshaun Watson have one? Does Patrick Mahomes have one? Not even one? one. No. Not even one. Best in the league. Best, best in the league. No question. According to Nickelodeon. Yes. <laughs> as far as uh, man, if you can get a good quarterback in there, even a halfway decent one, you I'm might sorry, convince Bears Alan fans. Robinson to I'm stay. Sorry, Bears fans, that we're turning your segment into a complete joke. I'm not. <laughs> okay, we're done with the jokes. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. You can eat it, Chicago. <laughs> um, they're in an interesting spot. I think their defense is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. It got them to where they were. But let's let's face facts here. Um, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy got to do something to save their jobs this year because if it does not work out in Chicago this year, they're both gone. Oh, they have to be. They have to be. You cannot give them another chance. They have to this find, offense stinks. They have to find a quarterback, and I think they need to be the team who is most aggressive in trying to acquire said quarterback, whether it be a, I, I, I could maybe I mean they might be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, but they don't have. I think that they have a good amount of assets that they can make the Deshaun thing happen. They're they're a team I think who I, on the outside I think they could 
I think they could make that move. I don't think it happens, but we'll see. Um, maybe they could be one of the players for Sam Darnold. If Deshaun Watson ends up in Chicago, I will buy that horrible fucking orange jersey. And give it to Connor. No, I'll, I'll just wear it like as a badge of it's not going to fucking happen. Our, is Connor one of our listeners? Connor is one of our listeners. Hi, Connor. Connor, hello. The Bears. Say hello to Tiny Bob for me. I'll buy him one of those stupid little jerseys too. But I could also see them being heavy and on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes now, knowing that that's one of the teams he'd like to go to. Yeah. I mean, the Bears fans took it and ran with it, so... Right. Um, if they can if they can get one of those quarterbacks, I think they, there's a good chance they could bring Allen Robinson back. Uh, they need to shore up the line a little bit. But 100%. That can be done. And you have other weapons there. you got Darnell Mooney. Tariq really Cole, came into his own. Tariq Cohen will be back. Good receiving back. I mean, they have some pieces on offense, but the quarterback play from Trubisky... And Nick Foles. And Nick Foles was just so uh, awful. It just, just derailed the whole operation. Oh, and, you know, that's really all I got to say for you. It's just you need you need a quarterback bad. And this is it for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. So go all in and see what happens. And if not, then tear it down. I mean, there's really no other way to look at it. I mean, no, they, if they, this, this is it. If they don't find the quarterback this year, it's, it's okay. they missed their window. With that defense, because a lot of the guys aren't that young, you know. Khalil Mack, I mean, he's not old, but he's not. He's not twenty-five. Kyle Fuller, um, you know. Now we're headed to the wonderful NFC beast, the best division in football. All right, where are we going to start? <laughs> oh, the Jesus. New York Football Giants. Oh Jesus! Okay, that's a good spot to start, I'd say. Yeah, they're in an interesting spot right now. Um, I think Leonard Williams is a free agent. Could probably try to re-sign him since you gave up the draft capital for him. Um, even though defensive line is not one of their needs because Dave Gettleman just loves taking nose tackles and guards. Exactly. Um, but realistically, you need to fix that offensive line. They could use a little guard help. If you but. want, if Daniel Jones is your guy, get him some help this year. He needs weapons. You know, Evan Ingram. I think he sucks. He drops the ball too much. He should not have been a pro bowler. Maybe he doesn't suck, but, you know, he's got the dropsies. And you need to get – they're in an interesting spot in the draft. He reminds me of St. Louis Jared Cook. Yes. <laughs> Stonehands. Uh, you can't say St. Louis on an NFL podcast contractually. No, I don't care. That's a no-no. It was the same, <laughs> he played for the St. Louis Rams. Anyway. Fuck you, Stan Kroenke. Yes. Any chance we'll get, we'll say uh, but I have seen Jalen Waddle mock to them a lot, and I really like the fit there. Oh, I love it. I mean, they could definitely use another receiver. Right. And, yeah, just get Daniel Jones some weapons. Saquon Barkley will be back healthy. As much as I love my boy Shep, he's not the guy, yeah. you know? Let me say this. I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. I just don't. I haven't seen it from him. I mean, he's seen flashes, but, you know, I, he needs to put it together. Granted, he hasn't had the weapons, but you got to show me something. I'm not stumbling on your ass trying to run a touchdown and there's nobody in front of you. You're telling me you've never gone full speed and just ate it? I mean, I have. I'm not <laughs> a quarterback. That's fair. And listen, I'm not closing the door on Daniel Jones like I am with some quarterbacks, like a Sam Donald or somebody who I'm just completely out on. I just need to see a little bit more from you. And if you don't show more this year, if they get you more weapons, you know, it's time to start looking elsewhere for the New York football giants.
I'd say so. I mean, it was kind of interesting that they took Daniel Jones that year. I mean, in hindsight, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I mean, they could have had Dwayne Haskins. Andrew Locke. Andrew Locke. Yes, they didn't do terrible. Right. But, I mean, it could have uh, been worse. And on defense, uh, they made a bunch of free agent signings last year that, I mean, worked out okay. Blake Martinez was fine. James Bradbury was really good. I mean, he played at a borderline all-pro level for them last year. Bradbury was insane for them. But, you know, they could still use some depth on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think if I think realistically Leonard Williams stays. Probably. I mean, I don't uh, see why he wouldn't. Exactly. I mean, maybe they get some more edge help, but Lord knows. I mean, you can never go wrong with more edge help. Okay, let's travel down the road and go to Philadelphia. Filthy Delphia. Filthy Delphia. I've never heard that. I like it's it. disgusting. Sorry, Philly. Our cheesesteaks? Your cheesesteaks are fucking phenomenal, but your streets are disgusting. <laughs> what the fuck even is the Liberty Bell? Why am I going to go all the way there to see a bell? It's got a crack in it, though. So is my ass. <laughs> anyway, Philadelphia. Just as interesting. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Okay. Man, as far as the Eagles go... <sighs> I mean, you got the future of quarterback in Nate Sudfeld. I mean, he's the boat. Did you see him play against Washington? Like, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sorry. I need Nate, more Nate Sudfeld starts in my life. It's not going to happen. Jalen Hurts is a monster. Just because I hate the fucking Eagles. Anyway. Jalen Hurts is a monster. Go back to your Kelly Green uniform. Stop with the midnight green bullshit. Yeah. Let's, come on. Let's do it right. Um, this, realistically, Philadelphia is actually one of my favorite landing spots for Kyle Pitts. Um, get Jalen Hurts some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Or draft a quarterback, you know? What, what, what do you think? What do you think they should do? I don't think that they should draft a quarterback. Maybe I, they should try to see what they have in Jalen? I think that they should give Jalen Hurts a shot. I mean, the kid showed that, I mean, yeah, he's more of a mobile quarterback, but, I mean, he made all the throws when he needed to. I think that Kyle Pitts would be a great fit. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just, I kind of quit. I'm, I don't know how I feel about Jalen Hurts because he looked good in some moments and not so good in others. And who knows? I mean, maybe they'd be drafting this high again next year if he doesn't show out. That's what I'm thinking. But at the same time, they did hire his former quarterbacks coach on the staff, so. Exactly. And Jalen, as a person, is fucking phenomenal. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure about that. But they need to get him some help on the offensive side of the ball if they're. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe maybe have somebody else, you know, analyze the receivers. In the draft, because you took Jalen Rieger when Justin Jefferson was on the board. Yeah, Philadelphia is in an interesting spot, I think, this year, because a lot of their guys are just older now. I mean, Zach Ertz. Zach Jason Ertz is still probably on his way out. Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters. I mean, these, your team. Even Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. Your team's not a Fletcher Cox is getting mm-hmm. up there. I mean, it's not going to be pretty for a while. Philadelphia, I think their window to win has kind of came and went. and They got a Super Bowl out of it, which is good for them, but I think it's going to be a long while before Philly's really a contender again. Just try to stockpile as many weapons as you can, see what happens, see what you have in Jalen Hurts. Um, unless they're... I mean, maybe they do take a quarterback. I think it's, there's a chance it could happen. Oh, I think it's very realistic. Because what are they picking, six? Yes. So it's one of those things, you know. I mean, unless there's some draft day trades, which 
typically will happen. Um, I could see them taking, even like if a Justin Fields falls, or I don't think that they take a flyer on Trey Lance and let him sit behind Jalen Hurts. That wouldn't make it wouldn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense to me. That, that, I, don't, I don't like that fit. Not at all. But, yeah, just, I mean, you'll be in a prime position to get Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase or somebody like that. Don't fuck it up. It's not that difficult. Just do that. Going to Dallas? Oh, uh, Dallas. Okay. So, biggest thing, obviously, coming out of Dallas is the Dak Prescott. As always. A shocker. Another year, another Dak Prescott story. I personally think that regardless of who their quarterback is, they need to figure out what the fuck's going on on that offensive line. So, they're going to be getting Lyle Collins back. Um, Zach Martin will be back. Um, Tyron Smith should be back. But where I really start to question is, I mean, we've got, I mean, Tyron Smith is getting out there for an offensive lineman. Zach Martin's not getting any younger. Lyle Collins isn't getting any younger. Travis Frederick is obviously retired. Um... It was the best offensive line in football for a good while. But do these guys have anything left is the question. That's fair. I mean, I think Collins and Martin are still good. But is Tyron Smith, does he have anything left? If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you need to stop living on the memories of the 13-3 season. Or, you know, the 90s. Focus. They had a very solid 13-3 season. When Dak won Rookie of the Year, and Zeke should have won Rookie of the Year. You're right. Because that was Zeke's team. Yes. 100%. The man ran for 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns. That was not Dak's team. Dak didn't make that happen. Zeke made that happen. But they love quarterbacks. But everybody loves quarterbacks. I get it. Dak Prescott has been good for the Cowboys. And I think that he deserves an extension. He's a franchise quarterback. Absolutely, he deserves an extension. Give the man his extension. Don't be stupid, Jerry. But, knowing, I have a feeling that Dak Prescott is not a cowboy next year. What do you think he is? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Dak doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd like sign with Washington out of spite. As much as you would love to see Dak Prescott in Washington. Sorry, Dad. I would. Um, I know me and Mark vehemently disagree on that, but I would love to see him in Washington. But moving on. I think that realistically, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams. And if they think that Dak is not worth the money that he's asking for, that he might move on, and hey. What are they going to do for the quarterback position? The Lord knows. I think that that's why I'm saying they. it would make more sense for them to just go ahead and sign Dak. Right. Give the man his extension. Well, another thing with the Cowboys is they need to get more out of some of these guys they're paying big money to, like Jalen oh. Smith, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. Leighton Van Der Esch needs to play better because we know they can. They've all done it in the past, and they're just not living up to it. Um, same with like a guy like Amari Cooper, you know? He needs to be more consistent with what they're paying him. Like, they have, I think Dallas, I mean, I hate to say it because every year it seems like all the experts, the talking heads, pick them to win the NFCs. I mean, if they have Dak last year, they win oh, yeah. the NFCs, no question in my mind. And I say that as a Washington fan. But, um, yeah, just, you need to get more out of these guys. Don't be stupid. Just pay Dak his money. He deserves it. 
that's your franchise quarterback. You're stupid if you let him walk out the door without a contingency plan of someone better. You know, that was one of Russell Wilson's destinations. Again, it'd be interesting to see what would happen there. Um, I, I'm not sure Dak would really want to go to Seattle. But. Yeah, I mean, he's played behind a pretty good offensive line throughout his, you know, four or five years in the league. He'd be in for a rude awakening. He'd be in for a big rude awakening, just throwing it up and hoping DK's there. Or Tyler Lockett, maybe. All right, now let's go to the nation's capital. Uh, I'll let you take the reins on this one. You let me handle the uh, Chargers, so. All right, so let's talk about my Washington football team. Still get used to saying that. Biggest team need? A name. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Figure it out. You got me on that one. <laughs> Uh, I swear to God, that's the fucking red wolf. I'm gonna get pissed. <laughs> Why even use red? Just cut the whole fucking thing out. It's gimmicky. If, I, I wouldn't even mind just being called just the wolves. That's yeah. fine. Why does it have to be red wolves? Yeah, be the generals or something. Or the genitals. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Washington genitals. That would be <laughs> offensive. I've heard a couple like you know warriors. I like commanders is fine. Like you said, even just wolves, I'm fine with. Um, wish we could just cut the old name, but. <laughs> So anyway, team needs, obviously, quarterback. I feel like we've been saying that a lot. But here's my take on the situation being close to the team. The more this offseason goes on and the more kind of just quiet they are, I think they're fine riding into next season with Taylor Heineke and either Kyle Allen or some veteran they bring in and maybe a quarterback they draft in like the second or third round. I yeah, like Kyle Trask maybe. Hate that ball. Give me Kellen Mond or Jamie Newman or somebody. But, uh, yeah, I think they're fine kind of just going in with that and seeing what happens, you know. Taylor Heineke came in again in the Carolina game in the fourth quarter and looked really good. And then he came into the playoff game against the Bucks, and I would argue he played them tougher than any quarterback, uh, any other quarterback did in the playoffs. Granted, Bucks defense was out. I mean, Devin White and a few other pieces. But... He still showed up for the moment, and I think they are willing to maybe see what they have. Former St. Louis Battlehawk, put that on record. But anyway, anyway, let me clear my throat here. I'm fine with that approach. I would honestly rather take that approach and go after somebody like a Darnold or somebody that you feel like you'd have to force playing time to, because I just haven't seen it from a lot of those guys. Like, I don't want to retread or a project that somebody else failed to develop. You know, people make the comparison with Darnold like he could be the next Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill played well before, you know, he was with Adam Gase and got traded. Sam Darnold didn't. Sam Darnold has shown me nothing. I don't want him on the Washington football team. I would, like I said, I would rather just go into this next season, Taylor Heineke, maybe not Kyle Allen, maybe just see what other veteran backup, or, or Kyle Allen. And somebody they bring in in the draft. And I'm fine with that. Because, I mean, granted, I don't think we're really going to be contenders next year anyway. Um, we need weapons opposite Terry McLaurin, too. Yeah. I mean, Cam Sims played okay. Logan Thomas was deep, was pretty good at tight end for us, which was a pleasant surprise. They made some good value-free agent signings last year, like Ronald Darby. I helped bring him back. Um, our secondary, actually... Greatly overperformed what I thought. Shout out Cameron Curl. Cam Curl, my boy. Um, 
next year. It'll be interesting to see what happens there because I think Cam Curl played himself into the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, but I think they might move him to big nickel. That's or fair. move Landon Collins to big. Yeah, nickel. you know. Um, what this team really needs to turn this defense from a good defense to a great defense is a couple of really solid linebackers. That's what we're missing. Um, we Cole had, Holcomb was good. Cole but... Holcomb was good, but we need to fill the other two spots. Exactly. <laughs> and Reuben Foster ain't it because he didn't play. He hasn't played since 2018 because apparently the knee injury he suffered in his first then Redskins training camp was just horrific and it caused nerve damage and he just hasn't been able to get back to the player he once was. And I was excited about getting him, even though he came with a little bit of baggage, but I was really excited about that, but he's going to be a free agent. I don't think anyone's going to bring him back because he's, I don't know if he can play anymore. So I think that's really a spot they're going to go for um, in the draft. I think potentially at 19 with a guy like Bolton or a guy like Zayvon Collins, maybe a Jeremiah Lusu Cormola if he's there. Um, I would I see a lot of mocks sending Kadarius Tony to Washington. I don't like that fit, and I'm going to tell you why. With a lot of teams, and this goes for a lot of teams drafting late in the first round, there's going to be a lot of these Kadarius Tony like guys, like the smaller slot, faster slot receivers, available on day two. You might have Rondale Moore, Jalen Darden, Elijah Moore. There's going to be plenty of these guys. Tutu Atwell. There's going to be plenty of these guys available on day two. I don't want to waste. I don't want to spend a first round pick on one. You think that's fair? I think that's really fair. I mean, it's one of those things where there's so much depth with the receivers that you can get a guy day two, you know, maybe even day three that can produce. Right. Sorry to ramble on about my team. No, that's the thing. I, I did the same thing. I'm not but worried about it. We're also going to need to shore up the offensive line. Agreed. Um, that's what I was going to like, I mean, I like four of the five spots in our offensive line. We got Morgan Moses at right tackle. Solid. Brandon Scherf, I think, I think we're going to bring him back. I don't see why not. You know, at right guard, he's one of the best in the league at that spot. Uh, center, we just locked up Chase Rouillet to a long-term contract extension. Left guard is where it gets a little interesting for me. Um, they have Wes Schweitzer under contract for another year, and he played Adamer really well next year. But I think the plan all along, we drafted Sadiq Charles in the fourth round last year, and he was LSU's starting left tackle. I think they want to move him inside to that left guard spot, and I think he will do well. He only played a couple snaps for us this year because – he got hurt at the beginning of training camp, and then he stepped in. I think middle of the season got hurt again. He was out the rest of the season. And then Cornelius Lucas was our left tackle. So we're going to need to get somebody at that spot. But if we could just find a left tackle, which I know is easier said than done, I think we have a really good offensive line. That's fair. And it's one of those things that because there's going to be guys available at the receiver spot in you know day two, day three, I think maybe at 19 you take a tackle unless there's a really good linebacker that you like there. Right, if a guy like if a guy like Darisaw is there, I'd be okay. I would be okay with taking him at nineteen. Any of the other guys at nineteen, I think, would be a little bit of a reach. For sure. Me. You know, obviously, Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater are going to be gone. Yeah, and I mean, Vera Tucker out of USC is probably going to move inside. Yeah, so I mean, you can take a Tevin Jenkins or. I like I like a guy like a Sam Cosme on day two. Even though I know you hate Texas, so I'm sorry. I, that's the thing, man. I, I don't mind Sam Cosby. I think that he is going to be a good player in the NFL. I think that he is a day-two pick, though. Yeah. I agree with you on that. No, that's fine. And like I said, I think we're going to be in the day-two quarterback market. Um, I think an ideal draft for me as a Washington fan would be a linebacker like a Nick Bolton at 19 in the second round. Maybe take a Cosby. 
and take a receiver. Because we had two third-round picks, one from San Francisco from the Trent Williams trade. Uh, take a, take Use one of those to take a quarterback and one to take a receiver or maybe a tight end if somebody like a Bradley Jordan falls that far, which I don't see happening. But, you know, just add to the weaponry. And that'll do it for this episode, guys. Yeah, so uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we will be back next week. Thanks to the five of you. A shout out to the five to ten of you that are actually listening. You keep us going. You do. You do. I dream about you guys. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, like I said, man, be a friend, tell a friend, and until next time. Until next time, rate, review, like, subscribe, do all that good junk. Thanks, guys.